0: Autumn Leaves, a behind the scenes look. As life fades, so do Autumn Leaves. Hey everybody, Matt Siegel here, art director, funeral unit on Autumn Leaves. We hope you're enjoying this special edition Autumn Leaves Season 51 DVD set. You know, there's something special about working on one of America's most beloved and longest-running soap operas. That's why we'd like to take a second and offer you a behind-the-scenes look at our side of the production, and hopefully provide you with a little insight into what it is we all do around here anyway. (laughs) Follow me! Funerals are the backbone of American soap operas. So when doing a show about the interwoven relationships of a bunch of wealthy geriatrics so close to the end, you're gonna get a lot of funerals. That's why the art department's funeral unit is without question one of the key components in the success of Autumn Leaves, the show's nerve center. <laughs> That's a little joke we have in house. Always it breaks people up. With an average of 20 funerals per week, our fantastic writers certainly keep us busy. In fact, this year we hit 32, an Autumn Leaves record. That's roughly six and a half funerals for each day of a production week. In an hour-long format, that's a little over one funeral every 10 minutes. So with ads, you're looking at a funeral to non-funeral ratio of something like six to one. I've got the exact figure written down somewhere in my car. So you can imagine our hands stay pretty full, not to mention ice cold. (laughs) I'm kidding, of course. I'm not a writer per se, but I dabble in treatments here and there. I've actually been working on a few storylines. I've got this one about an evil twin that has a scar and wears an eye patch. Maybe he's been out to sea for a long time. Or wears a leather jacket and sits outside of a gymnasium at night on a parked motorcycle. I'm still, you know, kicking it around. Maybe I'll bring it up the next time we all go out for drinks and I have to follow everybody then make up an excuse for running into them. Now, it's no industry secret Autumn Leaves also sees its fair share of hospital beds each week. They don't all go as suddenly as Jack Tabernacle on the shuffleboard court mid-coitus. And although the hospital unit claims they're more vital to the show's longevity, we here on the side of the Eternal know those vegetables wouldn't have a pulse without Ivan from sound. Beep. 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 Yes, it's true, they are a critical part of the show critical. Get it? Damn it, Ivan! Yes, it's a feud as old as the genre itself and as common as an extramarital affair with a coma patient. We keep things pretty friendly though. Sure there may be the occasional devastating humiliation or neighborly assault, or devastating humiliation, but it's all in good humor. There was this one time last season when we defecated in all of their bedpans before shooting. (laughs) It was a riot! They got us back pretty good, though, when they filled one of our caskets with fish slurry. The crew had to bring out the squeegees for that one. Let's just say the viewing of Autumn Leaves' fan favorite, Gloria Smite, wasn't limited to her cherry poplar casket, if you know what I mean. Or the time they replaced our candles for the memorial service of Estelle Goth with a bunch of no light trick candles, which if you ask me is an odd market for processional candles. Oh, but we got even by blackmailing one of the more timid showrunners into offering some of the one-off candy stripers leading roles on the show, then had them take it back after everybody called their friends and family. (laughs) We all cracked up, even some of the hospital gang. Yeah, there's nothing like some good old-fashioned on-set hijinks to keep up morale and bring us all closer together. You know, we're kind of like a bunch of grade school kids who show affection by picking on each other. It sometimes results in termination, or the threat of jail time. Fun factoid, sometimes we like to join forces and gang up on the wedding unit. They're such easy targets. So hopeful with heads in the clouds, I think it's being around all that white. The other day we bribed our pink-haired set-dresser, Kiko, with tickets to the Ice Cream Museum to switch out the rings for Angela's wedding with a pair of chrome cock rings. Melanie McDonald, who plays Angela, got two fingers in before we just lost it. <laughs> oh, shoot. After shooting, though, we buried the hatchet with some flour and sugar, so it was all good. Because at the end of the day, you know, we're like a big family around here. A big family made up of smaller families. Like the Dillard family from Salt Lake back in season 49. The one with four breakfasts and a strict sleeping schedule. I kind of fancy myself the dad of our funeral family here. You know, I wanted to print up some t-shirts with that written across the chest, but I couldn't find a printing company that would do it. But as the dad of the funeral unit here on Autumn Leaves, it's my job to bring these bleak affairs to life. (laughs) Hey, that's not bad. I should write that one down. It's a task I couldn't do without the help of a lot of really talented people, the ones responsible for the lion's share of this whole operation. Come on, I'll introduce you. Now, it's kind of crazy around here right now, everybody's prepping for the big funeral of Dale Quinn, a beloved member of Autumn Leaves who was killed in episode 137, season 48, then resurrected the following year by a park gypsy. This time around, though, he took his grandson with him. Spoiler alert, it's a two-first, so there's a lot of excitement on set. Trained enthusiast and double retired heart surgeon, pun, Dale Quinn, was taking his grandson, Eddie, out for a spin on his new motorcycle and sidecar when they went straight through the front window of a hobby store and during a half-off carving foam sale, so the place was packed. Yes, foam. Foam which would have cushioned their impact and save their lives, had the display not been moved to the back of the store in order to promote a new line of quick-drying adhesives. Now, that's not in the episode, but I mentioned it to the writers as a possibility, and they said, well, never mind what they said, but they were extremely animated. I think I'm wearing them down. Now, I should confess something. Now, see, frankly, between you and me, here, here, come in close, See the child actor playing Eddie on my shoulder over there? Oh, I could not be happier to see that kid in the box. I shouldn't say anything, I know I don't want to get anyone in trouble, but the other morning he stole my turnover. He just stared at me while he ate it, laughing. He seemed to take great pleasure in it too, rocking back and forth. Then again that could have just been the sugar. It's okay, one of the trainers distracted him yesterday with a cat on set playing an emotional support animal. Well, I snuck into his dressing room and changed all the answers on his homework. <laughs> Great cat, very professional. Now, over there by Craft Services is Jimmy, our lead painter, a ah, master of burgundies and blacks. The rainy outdoor funeral of Mayor Dean Holbrook in season 50, Jemmy was responsible for the dreary backdrop painting, which was incidentally inspired by a Petaluma Pet Cemetery with foliage accents taken from a field outside a prominent tri-state prison crematorium. You'll probably remember that piece got a lot of attention on social media because a lot of viewers thought they saw the ghost of Dean's campaign double and former lover in the distance peering out from behind a tree. You Autumn Leaves theorists are gonna love this next bit because Jimmy and I, we we never discussed adding anything like that beforehand. And I've questioned Jimmy on this in the past because I don't see anything. I don't see very well at all, but he's always skirted around the subject. Maybe today we can get some real answers out of him. (laughs) Looks like he's got his hands full with that lasagna though. Really, really seems to be pushing the limits of that plate. And it's a corner piece, so you know it's solid and packing some heft- Oh, there it goes. Mmm, oh, that is that is embarrassing. We better not bother him. Just look away, you look, just look away. Let's go over here. Super dude, though. Super dude. With script supervisor Alan Gaglione as our veteran set decorator, Sam Weissman, with the shaved head. A legend in soap opera funerals, as well as just, you know, just a genius with candle operas and crushed velvet. What they do with crushed velvet no one else can. Sam is Sam is really the lifeblood of everything you see here and has been for decades. The arrangements, the four pews of two, even the casket placement. Before Wiseman, nobody in town was putting the casket at the front of the church or center. They you know they, they really revolutionized the game. And that's our prop master, Doug Atkins, chatting up with camera operator Skip Calhoun at the pulpit. He's the one that made the crucifix used by Monsignor Mahoney and that unnamed priest from the old country during the quickie exorcism of demon Ashley at the Gloria Mayweather funeral, along with the pea soup projectile that covered the front row like a Gallagher show. He also whipped up the ectoplasm of Donna Goldstein's spirit from Rose's catered seance in season 47. He even fashioned together Lawrence Wilcox's iconic double-wide casket last year. Lawrence Wilcox, the highly regarded autumn leaves city councilman with the catchphrase, spread out. Doug also did Ralph Stokes' funeral in the Stokes family casket after they were bumped off at their Outer Banks beach house, which (laughs) you longtime viewers remember was shaped like a four-finger cigar case, 60 gauge if I'm not mistaken. It was a bit before my time though. But I'll tell you this, it's one thing to have a vision it's another thing to execute that vision. And I couldn't be more appreciative of this hard-working bunch behind me. I try to make all the services on Autumn Leaves different, you know, give them each their own feel, their own essence, unique to the specific tone of each episode. And thankfully, the truth of it is, when you're working with a wellspring of material placed in the hands of both industry greats, and the new wave of fresh up-and-coming television mortuary talents, you know the Autumn Leaves magic will be sustainable for years and years to come. Well, I should probably get back to work. What do you think I'd do all day? Horse around and make videos? <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed this short behind-the-scenes featurette on Autumn Leaves and a look at its funeral unit. Now what do you say we get back to the show? Hey look, there's head writer Susan Blackmore. I'd love to get her take on this episode I'm writing about a little girl trapped in a well under the bandstand during a 4th of July celebration. Or this one, don't go yet, about Clementine Jacobs and Guinevere Turnstile held up in Maxwell's cabin after killing their husbands in a not so playful pact made over a box of wine and drunk bacon. Or, stay with me, Ned's trip to a fortune teller or a carnival! His nephew, a bad seed, schmoozes the widow Clayton for her inheritance. Or, you keep trying to walk away, a heat wave! Lucy kidnapping Mark's baby! A storm! Famine! Locus! Hey, maybe you could write into the show and request some of my storylines. You'd be doing me a big favor. Hey wait, where are you going? This has been a production of Thaddeus Ellenberg's Casual Friday, written and read by Thaddeus Ellenberg, with an introduction by Nicole Kelisich, and artwork by Adrian Lobel. Special music by Jason Dove. This series is independently produced by Thaddeus Ellenberg and Will Scoville. To find more episodes and information, visit our website at tecasualfriday.com or email us at contact.casualfriday at gmail.com.